Hello and welcome to the Good Life Podcast. Today is our annual Thanksgiving gathering for 2023. Mike Hardy is about to reflect and share what he is grateful for this year. But before he does that, I'd just like to recommend you take the time to check out our YouTube channel because there's a new video about what our community is grateful for, as well as a new music video from Hannah Bartle and the Good Life Collective. And Mike does mention these in his message today. So if you want to know what he's talking about, make sure you check that out. Otherwise, here he is. If I haven't met you before, my name is Mike Hardy. I'm the lead pastor here and I get to serve with an amazing team here at Good Life. And I'm very aware that this is uh, just the second year that we're doing Thanksgiving as pastors here, Therese and I. And we were part of the church community for a couple of years before that when we moved up from Sydney. And it's been an amazing journey. We had no idea when we moved from, the sun, from Sydney to the Sunshine Coast that this was going to happen again. Uh, Teresa, if you know her story, she was not interested. And uh, not interested in doing this for some time. And was very happy I was doing business for a season. And, uh, and then the day came where um, she said, she leaned over to me in a service and this was probably 12 months before a conversation even happened with the leadership here. And she just grabbed my hand and she said, if we're meant to do this, I'm open. And um, she's been incredibly open. And today I want to begin our Thanksgiving service and the message I'm sharing today by thanking my courageous wife who... When we were dating for the second time, because the first time when I was 19, I made the biggest mistake of my life, and I broke up with her. She was still in school, and I was out of school. So we were, I was living, I was going to save the world, and she was still stuck in school. Uh, she couldn't help me. So um, I thought, well, you know, I'm off. And uh, it was a very dumb move. It took 13 years later for us to pull up at a set of traffic lights together, and we chatted for 20 seconds with our windows down once we realised who we each were. And then, um, I've shared the story many times, but if you haven't heard, um, the lights went green. It was 9.20 at night on a Thursday night, and she drove off in a maroon-coloured Mazda 626. Information you don't really need to know, but it's embedded in my head. And I thought, is it wrong if I follow her home? Um... <laughs> Lots of yeses, a bunch of noes. Wow. Um, anyway, I said, yes, it's probably wrong. So I sent a message to her brother because I had his number. And then he didn't even reply. He just rang her, said, Mike's keen, here's his number. And then um, we caught up a few days later, traded stories after more than a decade. And the, the young teenage girl... Um, who I was meeting with had had all this life experience and, um, and I had two, but I looked older, she looked the same and still kind of the same today. And, um, but interestingly, I'm just telling her story because I just feel like telling her story. Um, her story is she went and talked to her dad because she wasn't sure if she could marry a pastor. She's like, I don't know if I can do this. And her dad was a legend because I gave him a bit of money. And um, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. <laughs> um, and he just encouraged her. And he just said, "Do you love him?" 
And she said yes. And then there was this encouragement. But what happened was, in her own way, Teresa just got before God and said, God, what do you want me to do? And it had been a pretty wild ride because in our first year of marriage, we planted a church. I don't recommend anyone else do that. But we did it, and it was actually amazing. Uh, It worked out really well, and it was incredible to do that um, together. But it's been an amazing journey of so much to celebrate and be thankful for, but also equally many trials and challenges, many tears. And this day, we get to celebrate as a family and give thanks to God for who God is, His graciousness, His love, His mercy. And we get get to give thanks that we're part of a community of people who are seeking with all their hearts to follow Christ and to live out His ways in the world. And for that, we are unbelievably grateful and humbled. But I want to begin today by addressing one of the challenges when you have a Thanksgiving service or you have a Thanksgiving day or any kind of celebration, whether it's celebrating Father's Day or celebrating Mother's Day, uh, whether it's celebrating you know, different key points in life, that at any given moment, there are people who will find it bittersweet, challenging, difficult, painful. While some people are on the mountain just with so much to give thanks for. Look at all the things that happened this year. We're grateful for our job, or we're grateful for a healing, perhaps. Or we're grateful for our new home, or we're grateful for um, provision to get a car. Or we're grateful for new friends. Or we're grateful that we encountered God this year in a fresh way or a new way. And plenty of people here have got so much, like it's like piling up and they're like, I feel overwhelmed with gratitude. And I've had those seasons in my life where you just feel like, what did we do right? Like, what did I get right that this year everything happened? Was it because I tithed consistently? Is it because I prayed harder? Is it because I made better choices? And we can be tempted to think that when things go really well for us, and this is not to take away from the principle of sowing and reaping. We reap sometimes things in our lives because of our choices. And sometimes we reap things in our our lives because of other people's choices. But there are no simple answers to why some years we have a huge pile of things that we just feel like, wow, it just feels like God's extra blessed us this year. But then other years you feel like, God, where were you? Where are you? Feels like everything goes bad. And does anyone ever get to the end of one of those years and say, say things like, I'm looking forward to saying goodbye to this year, and you name the year. I'm ready for next year. Anyone do that? That was 2020, remember? End of 2020. We've just had COVID and lockdowns and we're all like, see you later, 2020. Let's go into 2021. And it was like, what? More of it? More? And for some people, it feels like those years go on and on 
Sometimes it feels like for a very long time. And so in this moment, in this gathering today, I'm really posing the question, can you be thankful and can you be grateful when you've had the year where it all goes right and avoid the temptation for it to be because of all the choices I made, because of my great faith? Because you equally, in the years when there is lack, when there is nothing, when there is struggle and pain and suffering, that may be the years when you were most faithful and you've had to trust God the most of any point in your life. And what the scripture reminds us is that through every season of life, God is present. God is with us. And as Gavin summed up so well in that stunning video that our team put together, when you get news that you don't want, that you don't expect, that throws a spanner in the works, so to speak, how should our response be? Well, I think it's completely valid according to the Psalms and the, the Lamentations for us to grieve and to feel anger and allow our emotions out to say, why? Where are you, God? How is this possible? How is this happening? Because God's answer is always, I am with you. And in this life, as we have it at the moment, we don't always know the reasons or the answers. And what makes it even more challenging is that sometimes we hear stories of some people that receive their healing and someone else who doesn't. And this very year, we've been able to celebrate as a community those, and we give thanks to God, who received healing or some kind of breakthrough in their life. And we equally stood with those who did not, in this time, receive their healing as we begged God for, as we prayed for. And people in our community have mourned and are grieving people that they have loved deeply in their life. And those cries have not been necessarily answered in the way that we may initially want. And yet, through good times and through painful times, in abundance and in loss, I am so grateful that I've watched a community of people navigate faith so beautifully with trust in a loving God that God is love. And that when we can't understand because there is no simple answers, we put our faith and our trust in the God who is beyond what we can understand. And I want to say, I feel so proud, and I say this with Teresa and with our pastoral team and our leaders, I'm so proud of our community here that are mature in so many ways, that have lent in and supported and loved and stood with others when they have struggled and equally celebrated with others when they are celebrating I want to read to you a passage of scripture in Romans chapter 12. And as I read this, I want these words just to both stimulate your mind, but also move your heart. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 12, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. 
patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality. As I was reflecting on these verses, I'm like, I've seen every one of these things take place in this community around about me. I've even been the recipient of many of these. And then it goes on and says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. On this day, on this Thanksgiving service, a tradition that our community here has adopted from the US, which is a beautiful tradition to adopt and to say, let's pause And let's stop and let's be still and let's really give thanks to God. Let's give thanks to one another. Let's give thanks for how God has graciously loved us, been with us, provided for us and helped us. When we have abundance and when everything seems like it's disappeared, somehow by God's grace and mercy, he has sustained us and he has helped us. And I want to just begin by mentioning that because I don't want anyone to ever think that Thanksgiving service means you have to come in and be all super happy and put on a big smile. Today, in our hearts, some of us can't do that. Or some, with our bodies, some of us can't do that. But in our hearts, deep within, we find ourselves saying, I'm going to trust you, God. And I'm going to rely on, as we taught earlier on this year, I'm going to rely on those around about me to lift my hands up in this battle that I'm facing to help me to stay the course and to be faithful when I'm struggling by myself. And for that, I am personally grateful for friends and for community and for a team at this church that have also done that for me and also for Teresa. I want to give thanks today for the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ gospel meaning the good news that Jesus has done everything that needs to be done for us to be reconciled to God for us to have our hope firmly planted in his purposes in his ways for our future to be in his hands God has not judged us as we deserved but has judged us through the power of the cross and he offers grace and mercy And he says, you are forgiven. You are free. And I am incredibly grateful that even last weekend, I got to pray with people who said, I want to experience that in my life. I got to pray with people who said, I've made big mistakes in my life. And I've carried shame and I've carried the weight of guilt in my life. But we got to pray for them to experience the freedom and the peace and the joy of the beautiful good news that is declared over every one of us and declared for the entire cosmos. It is done. It is dealt with. You are free. You can be part of the new creation. You can be part of everything that I am making new here, now, today, tomorrow, and into all of eternity. And for that, we celebrate our Savior and our King, Jesus Christ. Does anyone else agree with me?
I want to take a few minutes to thank our community, our church here in a few different ways. Over this year, um, you know, so many things have happened. I'm incredibly grateful for our team of teachers and those who have um, blessed our community with teaching this year. Uplifting, inspiring, challenging, jolting. Teaching that has resulted in this community engaging in a way I, I, I haven't experienced at the level for a, a, many years as I followed Christ. And for that, I'm incredibly um, grateful and just thanking God. I'm incredibly grateful for our community that we have through the Good Life Center and our team of chaplains who we launched this year, who have gone and served during the week, who went and got trained to be chaplains here in our community and have made themselves available to go and to be amongst our community that come through here. You know, up to 3,000 people a week come through this center. And I'm incredibly grateful for the many stories that people have told me personally about that blessing. I'll get, tell you one. About a, a person who came into our center who was having an incredibly challenging situation that they were facing and they were sitting at a table and one of our chaplains, incredibly discerning, gentle, went up and said hello and then got chatting to this person and through that conversation, this person just broke down with emotion and our chaplain got to pray with this person. And then this person came up to me after that and just said, I just got to tell you how unbelievably blessed I am that you had someone available here at the center that helped me who had no idea what was happening in my life at that time. Now that story could be many times over told, but I just want to today say I'm so grateful and thank you to every one of those people who stepped up when we put the challenge out. If you're interested, if you feel like this might be something that God's calling you to do, and you've got the time and you're willing to, to invest, and they're not paid, these are volunteers, and they, they've gone to the, I just want to say thank you for what you've done. Can you join me in that? I want to say thank you to our, and I'm not going to thank everyone. We had a volunteer day recently, and so if I leave you out or your team out, I'm just skimming a few things that I just wanted to personally express um, today. And there's, there's no way that I'll be able to mention all the people who contribute to our community here. But just as when I was just reflecting on, oh, what's happened? I just want to say I'm incredibly grateful that our community here has the Lifehouse resource ministry that we have that serves hundreds of people throughout the community. Over the years, thousands of people in the community. 23 families that only a few months back got access to housing for the very first time and our team that volunteer and serve at Lifehouse up on the hill, the top of the car park, up on, the, on Golf Links Road, were able to see these people furnish their homes and all the people that stepped up when we ran out of supplies and provided things, I just want to say thank you and Let's keep going and let's keep doing more and more and more because our church has got an incredible reputation for being outward looking, for serving, for being gracious, for being um, compassionate 
and for being generous. And I just want to thank our Lifehouse team, and in particular Ruth, who carries that vision and serves so faithfully and does so many more things than what she's ever paid for. Ruth Jeffs, you're an incredible gift to our church. An incredible gift. And she never, ever wants people to talk about her or get attention, and she loathes it, and she'll be angry with me later, but I choose to do it anyway. Because we need to honor our leaders. I want to thank, personally, our kids team and our youth team. Our kids ministry team, there's like, how many? 65, 65 leaders that come in and get here early on a Sunday morning, who set up, who create a welcoming and fun environment for our kids to be able to enjoy and have a great experience of going to church and then hear the love of Jesus, have a foundation laid in their life that will serve them throughout their life. Just what, like what happened to me as a kid. I'm so grateful for my childhood and my upbringing in my church, where church was a great experience because that hasn't been everyone's experience. And so we work hard to make sure that we have a safe environment. We make sure that our, that our team are as equipped as best as we possibly can led by an incredible children's pastor, the best I've ever seen ever on the planet. And I've been around the planet a bit and she's actually the best. Teresa, amazing job. Um, When we planted our church back in Sydney in 2007, she led the kids ministry at the beginning because there was no one to lead it. And then after that, she's like, "Ah, I don't know what I'm doing. And then like 2023, she started doing it again. She went, I don't know what I'm doing. But i got to tell you, you've done an amazing job. You've led the team. You've grown the team. It's been fantastic. And I want to thank every one of our children's ministry team for serving our kids. Can we say thank you? Our youth team led by Jono Stewart and his lovely wife, Cassie. It's all, when there's a couple, the couple's in it together even when one person's carrying an aspect of the leadership. And we should always remember that. I'm so grateful that my daughter, Soraya, gets to be in a youth ministry where she can build community and be taught the way of Jesus, both on a Friday night and on a Sunday morning. And, you know, Ellie and um, Ellie down the front here, Smith, who has really very consistently carried the load and the responsibility of that Sunday morning ministry. Thank you. I'm unbelievably grateful. And for... And for every one of our team that serve our youth ministry here, honestly, I'm excited because I can see incredible opportunities ahead for our youth ministry team. And Jono, we're cheering you and all of your team of youth leaders on. You know what? Serving in youth ministry, I did it as a teenager. I did it as a young adult. I did it for 12 years as a youth pastor. It's one of the greatest honors and it's one of the hardest jobs on the planet. I was like, ah, every Friday night I'd get home and go, ah. But then we'd be back into it next week. You know why? Because when I was a teenager, it helped me through my teenagers. It made a profound impact on my life. And so all our youth leaders, I'm incredibly grateful. So thank you. I want to um, mention a couple of other groups here. I want to mention people that often don't get mentioned in our team, in our environments. And that is our sound team and our tech team that do the words on the screen, like Amelia down there, and Simon. 
Simon and Amelia always next to each other. You guys should get together. You surf together, it's, it's lovely. Um, no, they're married. Uh, these are the, the people behind the scenes that, that get here early every week and they set this up and they deal with the stress of people coming up going, it's too soft, that's normally me. And the other people that come up saying, it's too loud, straight after I told them it's too soft. And I said, can you turn it up? Wait, they have to deal with this tension all the time. And you know what they do? They go, no worries. They put their hand on it and I go, thanks so much. Oh, that sounds so much better. And the other person said, thanks so much. That sounds so much better. And they didn't touch the knobs. <laughs> Old sound guy trick. I'm joking. But I'm incredibly grateful for that team that serve us. There's an unsung hero in our church. And his name is Amos Bartle. He's actually, I'm looking right down the lens of the camera at the moment. He's standing up on that piece of machinery at the back there. This guy, man, I'm telling you, we'd be in trouble if he wasn't around. He gets in here as early as anyone else, helps set up nonstop every week, very often comes in on a Sunday night, brings the kids back, helps us when things go wrong, always on the phone, is here early, helps pack down after our big Sunday morning service. He's just consistent. He's faithful. He wants no attention. He wants no acknowledgement. He definitely doesn't want this. But it feels so wrong when you see some people. And again, there's so many people like this I just can't even mention. I'm using this really as an example to say, let's always keep our eye out for the people who do things behind the scenes that help us achieve the goals that we do as a community. And Amos, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much. One of the legends at um, Good Life is Anne Slager. Anne serves running our um, mums groups during the work week, helps in our volunteer creche ministry, helps on a Sunday morning very often with our creche, does so much for this church as a volunteer. She's an incredible lady. Um, your love, your dedication, your service, Anne, we're incredibly grateful for. I wanted to acknowledge you uh, in particular today for that. Someone else that's amazing to this community is Joe Azar. Where is Joe, by the way? She's just over here. She's shrinking down in her seat right now. Joe, she both works and volunteers, and she's so faithful in not only doing an unbelievable job in hospitality at our church here, making sure everything happens on a Sunday morning and throughout all our big events, all the food, all the stuff that happens, but you know what Joe does? Man, for her focus and dedication for incredible hospitality, she's a pastor too. She cares for people in this community. Like she weeps and she cries over people in this center because she cares so much about people. Her hospitality, I watched her this one particular day when some people walked out, how she went up to these people and she thanked them for just being in our center and our cafe. And the way she did it, I went, she's six star service, this lady. She's unbelievable. And, and Joe, I just want to tell you, thank you. You are such a gift to our community. May there be many more Joes. There's a young guy here by the name of Caleb Winter. Where is Caleb? He's what? 
Oh, he's away. Oh, my goodness. Well, get your phone out and record this, all right? Um, or, or, or watch it later. Caleb is a young guy, 16 or 17? 17. 17. Mate, morning and night, he comes in and he helps set up all the children's ministry stuff. As my daughter Soraya also has done, one of the downfalls of being a pastor's kid, gets in there, sets up, runs the sound, helps everything happen, never complains, always positive attitude, stays back after the service, helps pack up in the morning service, helps set up and pack down at the night service. He's unbelievable. I'm like, how do we clone that? And I just want to say, I'm so proud when I see like people, and he's got a gift and he's wired that way. I get it. But man, we're so blessed because of people like that that just get in there and just say, I'm just going to do whatever it takes. And for that, I'm incredibly grateful. Caleb? Well done, parents, winter parents. Uh, our musicians have done an amazing job. This year, Hannah's done an outstanding job just taking our team to a new place in a, in a new way in this new season. And I'm incredibly grateful. And you know what? In a, in a few minutes' time, uh, we're going to sing a song that Hannah wrote called Worship to You. And... Uh, our team made a video clip of it, which you'll see a version of it in the background, but you can catch it online. Today, it's being released on Spotify and, and all the music platforms uh, for the world to be able to experience it. So I hope you share it everywhere. Get it out there, because I think churches all over the planet should sing this song. Its words are powerful, it's challenging, it's gospel-centered, and it's all about us expressing our entire lives in worship to God. Um, but I just want to say, you know what, Bailey Jeffs, um, the guy who you know, plays guitar up here, the coolest cat on this stage. And the guy that you think, if, if I get to go back and do it again, I kind of want to be like him. Um, I, I probably, it's, it's way past that time in my life, clearly, um, hair-wise. But this guy's a super talent. He actually produced, mixed, and made that whole song came together. He's done an unbelievable job. And Bailey, well done. We're proud of you. It's, um, yeah, pretty incredible. And all the team that made the video clip, uh, it was all our young guys. Uh, they've done just an, I'm just blown away. It's really cool. I want to finish, uh, before we go into just a couple more things, by saying I want to thank my own kids. I want to thank Jacob, and I want to thank Soraya, because it's not always fun being a pastor's kid. By the way, I'm not resigning, just in case you're going, why is he thanking everyone? Um, but I'm so grateful that my two kids have got a community of faith here where there's a whole community cheering them on. A community where my daughter is supported, encouraged as a young teenage girl with older girls to look up to, with women who are investing in her and encouraging her. And I just want to see that happen for every teenage kid here. And I want to see our boys and our girls like my boy Jacob. And I won't go into details and you can read between the lines, but I'm unbelievably grateful for this community that has supported Teresa and myself and have got around. And you know what? I've got to be really careful the way I say this, but this church already is a church that no matter what your circumstance is or where your child's at, whatever you're facing, whatever challenges, you are welcome. You are welcome when it's like, well, this is out of control. This ain't happening according to plan. Where do we fit? We don't fit the nice, neat box. You know what we learned? We need a church like that's not like that. We need a church where it's like, all right, the mess has arrived. 
Theresa and I, we're the mess. <laughs> ah, we made it. If you ever like, oh, I can't believe I made it. Someone turned up to church last week towards the end and uh, one of our team thought they walked out. No, that was them arriving. And I went up to, and they were like, oh, so sorry. I just went, no, you're unbelievable with everything you had to do to get here. I'm cheering you on. Because you know what? We turn up with the mess and the seasons of life when we have the mess. And I just want to say to this community, thank you for being the kind of community that no matter what happens in a service, we say, we're with these people. We're in this together. And for that, I'm unbelievably grateful. I want to finish today. Um, we're going to be taking up an offering soon. And I want to finish today by talking about the fact that our community here has had an incredible history. 30 plus years from the vision of a, a pastor and initial families who said, let's not just build a church building. And there's nothing wrong with this, by the way. But let's not just build a church building for our worship gatherings and our discipleship. Let's do that. But let's first create a center that's the hub of the community, where we can serve our community, where this is a place where everyone is welcome. We've got a new purpose statement for our center, and it goes like this. Because people matter, we're building community, we're fostering health, and we're offering hope. And our staff of 70 people here and all of our volunteers are committed to this purpose to say, we feel like God has told us and called us that because we matter to God and because people matter to God, they matter to us. And so... We want to serve, we want to love, we want to create a place where thousands of people can come along. In the last few months, I've had the unbelievable privilege and honour of journeying with a couple of families who aren't part of our faith church services here, who because of this centre and this vision have reached out for support. And I feel so humbled that we get to journey with people as they say, my life's not turning out great. I'm battling, I'm challenging, I'm struggling. And we've been able to journey with them. That happens because of the vision of a place to say, let's do what we do here. And the mission of our church, as we'll say over and over again, is to equip people, that's you and I, to live the bigger story, which is the kingdom of heaven on earth. We've got a great-sized church here. And for some people, this is too big, and for some people, this is way too small. I'm one of the people that it's way too small. I'll tell you why. Because there are thousands and thousands of people in our community that I want to experience the life, the love, the community, the outpouring of grace that is found in Jesus and this community of faith. And I'm praying that our church and churches right across the Sunshine Coast will continue to be faithful in being gospel-centered people who love and serve people so that our buildings overflow. So our problems are we don't have enough seats. We need more setup teams, which we do, by the way, now. Uh, we, need, we need more resources because so many people are experiencing God's love through the many people here that go to love and serve our neighbors in Jesus' name. A couple of weeks ago, we had... Um, a big Christmas market in our centre here. And we had probably a thousand young couples. It was focused on people with, that are, either had babies or about to have babies. 
and was up here with some of the team, and as I was walking around, I just saw flooding into this campus, into this building, pram after pram after pram, which created some challenges, young couple after young couple, single mums, single dads, I saw them just flood through this entire place, and as I walked around the place, I started praying this prayer, oh Lord, every one of these people mattered to you. Every one of these young couples, every one of these babies, every one of these little children, they matter to you. May we be faithful in playing our part to love and serve them. I'm going to invite our team to come forwards, our musicians. Do you know what? This next year, I turn the big five zero. Don't celebrate it yet. I'm 49 for a very, very long year. But here's the thing. I'm getting older. I still think I'm a youth pastor in my head. I still feel like I have the energy of one sometimes until I watch youth ministry happen. But you know what? I'm getting older. And some of us are getting older, if you haven't noticed. And we have to make a commitment because every church that lasts into the future makes an investment and a commitment to say, we're going to invest in the next generation. Do you remember years ago when you went to the pastors and the elders at your churches? I'm speaking in particular to our seniors in the room and you said, maybe we could change the music. Maybe we could move the organ. Maybe we could do something different. Maybe we can do something to help attract our friends and from school and uni and that. And maybe we can create a space that's going to welcome them because we're getting older. And remember when they frowned on you and they were like, we don't like your music and we don't like these new songs and this style and we don't like all that stuff. Does anyone remember that? That's us now. <laughs> you start liking what you like, right? But generous, big-hearted, mission-centered people always think, yeah, we've got a great place for us. I mean, I'm excited. I'm going to get old in this community. I'm like, I get to go to ukulele. I get to go to over 50s. I get to go with all the different groups and party out. I mean, like one night we're at a party and oh, after the, the bush dance, how good was that? After the bush dance, all these seniors come up and go, oh, we're going now because we're going off to a concert. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Is that what I've got to look forward to? That's awesome. But here's the thing. We have to make a commitment to say the next generation, let's make sure we're investing in the next generation. We've got to reach the hundreds and the thousands of kids and teenagers and young adults and young families. So I want to call the church today. And in February next year on our Vision Sunday, we're going to unpack this a whole lot more. But today... I want to say the future of our church is in our commitment to invest in loving, discipling, serving, cheering on the next generation as these kids here will one day be our youth leaders and our pastors. Which one? And, you know, that's what's going to happen at some point. We won't be leading this. They will for the generations to come. So our responsibility is to say, let's set them up well. Let's love them, cheer them on, be their biggest fans. Invest in our children's ministries and our youth ministries and our future and make sure that this centre, which we have a stewardship of, is not going to like phase out and struggle, but actually going to go on to be a dynamic place where hundreds and even thousands of people say that community, that light on the hill, blessed and change the trajectory of our lives and our families. Does anyone think that's important?
Thanks for listening to the Good Life Podcast today. If you would like to donate to the Thanksgiving offering this year, make sure you check out the link in the description. It'll explain what we're raising money for this year. Remember that you can stay up to date with the podcast by subscribing on whichever platform you're listening to right now. If you're interested in our ongoing conversation where we're delving deeper and asking questions about what we're talking about on Sundays, be sure to check out the Pondering episodes in the same feed. Otherwise, we would love it if you could like, follow, and even give us a five-star review. It all helps in getting the good news out there. You can also head to our website, goodlife.org.au, or our YouTube for video content and resources. Until next time, peace.